Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mental Takedown, where a wrestling outsider takes a look at the mind games and psychology before, during, and after the match and tries to answer the ultimate question. What does it mean to be a mentally tough wrestler? With some of wrestling's biggest and brightest names. I'm your host, Daniel Shee. Today on the first episode, we are lucky enough to have University of Pittsburgh 133-pounder Mickey Philippi join the show. Mickey is a three-time Pennsylvania State Champion, two-time NCAA Qualifier, 2020 NWCA All-American, and Chef Extraordinaire. He's also, he was also named Pittsburgh's Male Athlete of the Year this year. Mickey is one of the most genuine and well-spoken people I've had the pleasure of meeting, and I'm really excited to share this interview with you guys. And without further ado, roll the clip. And through the power of the internet, we now have Pittsburgh 133-pounder Mickey Phillippe joining us today. How are you doing, Mickey? Good. Happy to be on. All right. Um, how has, I guess the obligatory first question is, how has quarantine been treating you? And how has things kind of changed, on at least on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, I mean, uh, quarantine, it's actually been pretty good. Uh, I mean, it sucks the way the season ended. and it. It sucks that, uh, I mean, I can't be with my team, but I'm fortunate to um, be able to work out a lot while I'm home. So I've been taking advantage of the weather and running and, I mean, I'm lifting and uh, I'm working out as much as I can, wrestling with uh, some people from back home and, you know, just uh, trying to get as much as I can done to get ahead of everyone once this uh, quarantine's over. Okay, and given on that note, um, given that everybody who qualified for the NCAAs last year didn't get to go, what's going to be kind of the difference in mentality, not only for you personally, but you think uh, for wrestling worldwide, or I guess across the college circuit as we resume, hopefully, uh, this coming fall? Yeah, I mean, I think people will just, uh, I mean, at least myself, I'm going to say, I've realized, I mean, you don't take things for granted. Uh, every opportunity you have is is uh, an opportunity to do big things. So, I mean, just don't – we won't take that chance to compete for granted. So, I feel like people will be out there uh, working their butts off and maybe with even a little bit more drive just uh, given that we lost a year and uh, that, like I said, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. You don't know how many times you're going to get a shot at – a national title or all American status or just uh, competing in general. So um, since you, I guess like that's what we've taken from this, my team, me and uh, everyone I've really talking to is just, you know, just make sure that you're not taking this for granted. Even the opportunities to train, it's like, you only have so many opportunities to be with your team in the room. You have four years, five years as a college athlete really. And uh every opportunity you have in the room is, is another day that uh, you're not going to have in the future. So I guess it's, like I said, just not taking things for granted. And uh, I think everyone next year is going to go into the season with that mentality and, and uh, hopefully ready to scrap. Maybe the competition will even be higher and it'll be fun. Okay. And um, you took uh, not only a red shirt and a medical red shirt before transferring over to Pitt. How does that, like affect the way you see things nowadays having been able to finally compete after waiting for so long yeah I mean I had a long time to wait so that it wasn't it uh 
it wasn't fun sitting out and watching. I would have rather been competing. So that, that sucked. Um, but I mean, it's the same idea as what I just said. It's like, I had to sit out and watch and it made me have more of a, I guess I was hungrier. And uh, that's basically what this is doing. But it just makes you hungry when you have to sit there and watch and you can't be the guy out there on the mat and you know you can – I mean, like, I'm confident in myself and I'm confident in my abilities. So, like, I know I can beat anyone if I just believe it. And uh, so I believed that even when I was sitting out. So it made me really hungry for uh, competition and for wins and um, just to get better in the sport in all aspects. Now, if we take a look at last year, your freshman year, you started um... – like on the bubble in like uh, low to mid, I think the mid teens was where you were first ranked. And by the end of the year at the NCAAs, you were, I believe fourth in the bracket. Yeah. And you ask anybody like if they can win the national championship, they'll tell you yes. But where was that moment for you when things were actually happening for you? And like where the transition between like, I think I can win it. I believe in myself to, oh, my gosh, this is actually happening. And did that affect you in any way on the map? Yeah, I mean, like like you said, anyone can say they're going to do it, but there's a difference between actually just, like, being in the position to do it. So, I mean, yeah, coming in, like you said, I was in the teens. But I always had that confidence. I really never saw myself outside of – um the top guy in the country and I still don't see myself outside of that just because I mean I feel like when you're competing at this high of a level you have to think that way but yeah I guess like after I got a, a few like big wins under my belt it was a Cliff Keen tournament uh out in Vegas I wrestled I think like it was like three actually four ranked opponents in a row and three of the four were like top eight guys top five maybe and I was winning and I was like and uh people were starting to see and they're like oh that's they were kind of I guess surprised in a way I wasn't surprised but I remember after beating so I beat a ranked kid and then I beat um Ethan Lezak uh who the year before or two years before that was in the national finals but that was the one where you ran all the way to the finals no yes yes yeah and, yeah. and then I had Pletcher the match after that and I beat him and I remember after that match I said to my coaches like because I was pretty decent in high school but I had that time off so I said to my coaches I like, come off the mat I'm like I'm back like just out of like instinct I'm like I'm back and then my coach was like you never left and it's like yeah I didn't really like I, I really didn't I was there I just uh you know you get those wins you build that confidence and then once you have that confidence it just carries now, Coach Gavin has done a great job with the pit wrestling program over just even within the two years that you've been there, they've been astronomically better. How much does like a better overall team environment and team uh, results influence and have a trickle down effect uh, throughout all the wrestlers on the team? Yeah, I mean, that, like you just said, like the trickle down effect, it's, it, to have a culture where winning is, like, that's the the standard, winning and, and uh, being the best you can be and, and gaining something every time you step in the room, just growing 1% better every day. Like, when you have that mentality throughout the team, not just one guy or two guys, it's like it, it, it builds an environment that it's hard not to succeed in. And um, 
my team, I'm fortunate to have a lot of guys that really want to be good. And um, some of my best friends on the team, like they just, they really love the sport. Not only do they want to be good, but they love wrestling. So having that in my back, like in my, basically in my room with me, it, it, it makes things easier. And it, it's nice to have those. Uh, it's also nice to have those partners in the room, the guys that want to push you and aren't going to give up and are going to push you to be the best you can be because they want to be the best they can be. And they know that, like you said, a trickle down effect, it, you guys affect each other. And kind of shifting gears a little bit, not only were you named an NWCA All-American this year, but also an academic All-American. And your major is unique, to say the least, and sophisticated and deals with a lot of, let's say, critical readings that the normal person wouldn't normally read. Um, how do, does that affect, like, how is that, like, cross-applied into your wrestling career? And do you learn anything from what you do outside of the match yeah for sure um so for me it's just life in general I try to be the best I can be so it's like in the classroom I'm going to try to get a good grade because I mean if you're trying to be the best you can be in there it does affect how you are going to be in the room and I mean there's the direct effect is in if you're not getting good grades you're not going to wrestle because you're not going to start they're not going to allow you to wrestle but there's also the the drive and the like the almost like competition, like someone gets a higher grade than you, you're annoyed. Like, it's like, it's the same idea, but it's in the classroom. So yeah. And I mean, like you said, it, it's, there's like college in general is not easy. Um, you're going to have classes where you have a lot of reading, you have a lot of some big tests you have. It's just not, there's group projects that are tough and getting together is not easy, but I mean, if you put effort into that, that effort also translates into wrestling, in my opinion, and into sports. Like, I think most successful people in the sport also are successful in other areas of life. Um, and I think that's just, I think it's a, a mentality. It's a, I guess, a psychological thing uh, that comes from, I guess, just wanting to be the best and wanting to just be a good person all around. Okay, now, more on the mental side of wrestling, mental uh, improvements and mental growth can be more difficult to quantify than, let's say, like a physical direct result of a match. How does, how does Pitt make conscious efforts to improve mentally? And how does like Coach Gavin or the rest of the team gauge mental toughness? Yeah, I mean, our coaches are pushing us like mentally, physically, like in, in both ways. But mentally, I mean, like my, like I've been talking to coach Gavin a lot about some things and it's like, what can I do to put myself in a position to be compete at the best? And like, what have I done in the past when I did compete at my best? So like, that's the, the mental aspect is like trying to figure out what that was. So what did I do before that match? How did I feel? Um, what was I thinking about? Uh, just like those things. And, and we actually do emphasize that. Like, our coaches talk about that a lot because the mental game is just as important. And, I mean, Pitt in general as a whole, like the athletic department, we have other areas where they work on that stuff. Like, uh, there, we actually had someone even come in the room this year from Life Skills, and she taught us, like, just, like, some mental release exercises. And, and I think some people would, like – underestimate how much that can help like like meditating and uh just like breathing sometimes like it can help and like 
I've done like I, I've even done some like little I mean I'm not like full on like hours of meditating but I've done like times where I've just like taken a second sat down meditated for like I don't know 20 minutes and just like thought you know thought about where I am and what I need to do and and just like mentally releasing and, and not putting so much stress on things. And how has that in a way, like over time evolved for, evolved your overall mental approach from like, let's say high school to college? Yeah, I think it actually did. My mental approach has really changed. Um, in high school, I really just, I went out there and uh, I mean, I wouldn't say at my so my high school career was weird. At the beginning of my high school career, I won matches by like a point, and it was just I would just keep winning by points. And then it ended up being that I just like went as hard as I could, and that would be that would make me win because I, I'm working really hard. But then I realized in college, there's more to it. There's not always just being crazy where you're like, ah, oh, I do everything right, and that's why I'm the best, and I'm gonna be. And like when you don't win, then you go crazy because you're like, oh, I did everything right. Like I went to bed early. He didn't go to bed early. I, I've been eating right. I've been doing all these things right. I realized that mentally you can't do that to yourself. It puts too much stress on yourself. So really what you need to do is like kind of just like take it easy. Take that stress off. Realize that this is fun. This is – we do this. This is a sport. Like it – as much as it seems like life or death to us, it's fun. So like we have to make it that way and not make it so stressful. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but no, no, that's perfectly. And during a match, um, what? Obviously, you'll watch a ton of film, do a bunch of game planning. But how much of that gets lost, and how much is there ever a switch where you just go straight into intuition and feel during a match? And what are kind of the signs as to when you make that call? Yeah, it's, I mean, so film and stuff. So, like, you'll watch film on guys. And, I mean, I watch people's matches. But more, I watch to learn about wrestling. So, I don't always watch my opponent as much. Yeah, I will watch them, like, be aware of some big moves. Like, if I know he's going to hit something big, I'm just aware. But for the most part, like you just said, you're in a match. It just gets lost. Like, it's like you're thinking, oh, be aware of this, be aware of that. But really, you got to be thinking about what you're going to get to. So you get lost in the moment and all of a sudden you're just wrestling and then it's instinct and it's he shot this shot and you're reacting to that shot with something. And then your reaction was followed up by another reaction. So it's really hard to think that far ahead. Wrestling's a lot of reaction. You know what I mean? Like he reacts to you, then you react to him. It's hard to think that far ahead as much as we try to. I think some people game plan and they go in with strategy and, but like I said, for me, it's like usually I'll get in there and I might be thinking, oh, I got to watch this. And then 10 seconds in, it's like, well, wow, that's gone. And boom, I'm focused on taking him down. And I'm focused on the next point being scored, you know? Okay. And during a match, can you tell kind of when somebody is playing mind games or trying to screw with your mentality? And what kind of, I guess, prophylactic steps do you take? not only for yourself, but as a team to kind of make sure that other people don't get in your head. Yeah. Yeah. So like when they're trying to get in your head, it's really just like staying calm. It's not freaking out. Like 
um, there's the style of wrestler that's going to club you really hard. They're going to come out and it's like a fight and they're like hitting you. And it's like, you could get really mad or you could slow it down and you could slow it down and figure out a way to get to your shot. And that's really going to break them before they break you. So I score a point and then they come at me hard again to try to frustrate me. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to score again. And the more I score, the more you'll feel them break. So that's really my mentality going into that is, and that's what our coaches say is they're like, just calm down. Don't, it's like when you're wrestling a match and you're getting taken down a bunch and you start shooting on him because you're overwhelmed and you get taken down again. Instead, if you just slow it down and focus on scoring the next point, then you can stay, you can keep your head and, and stay in the game, stay in the match, you know? And does kind of avoiding the snowball effect, does that just come with experience and over time having been in so many matches? Yeah, I would say that, but it's also, I mean, I'll even see myself messing up with that in the room during practice more than in a match, uh, just because I want to I want to get the most I can out of practice. So sometimes I'm pushing myself and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that was a snowball effect. Like I started uh, getting overwhelmed because I'm getting mad, you know, and because I, I want to win in the room too, not only in a match. And even though really the only one that matters is the match. But uh, yeah, the snowball effect's a real thing. And uh, to not, I think the more you wrestle, the the more you realize that it is a thing and realize that um, you can stop it. And that's when you can slow it down. So yeah, I would say it's experience. And I guess a veteran would be able to stop it easier or, or just be able to calm down. Okay, and um, I guess uh, over the years, you were from PA and you stayed in PA your whole life. And now going back and looking at the high school level and the wrestlers coming up there, how do you teach or share your experiences in order to grow overall grow the wrestling I guess culture and expand the overall base yeah I mean I have so like I'm very like I, I take like that's like a passion of mine almost to like coach I, I I enjoy it I enjoy helping kids I enjoy watching like you just said PA like we have a strong tradition here and I enjoy being a part of that and I enjoy helping kids get to that level. So, I mean, I try to spread it as much as I can. Um, I have nephews, they all wrestle. I wrestle with them. I actually just wrestled with them today and I try to like critique them and teach them and, but also make it fun because there's a lot of parents out there that push their kids and then it's not fun. And, and if it's not fun, then they're not going to want to do it. So really I, I just try to, um, spread my knowledge and um, try to expand other people's game by giving them some pointers, but at the same time, still letting them have fun with it. And, and I mean, wrestling is fun. Like it doesn't always have to be the grind where you're, I don't know, so tired that like you don't even want to get up. It can, it can be, it can be fun too. Although I feel like once you really start to like it, then you enjoy that too, which sounds weird, but it's like, I enjoy being pushed to my limit because now I'm at that point. And when does, when does that kind of shift happen between getting into more of the serious technical side and mental side versus just kind of letting kids let loose? Yeah, I think for me, 
my change where I realized I really just love wrestling, which was earlier than I feel like most, was in middle school. But I don't think it has to be right then that the, the switch flips. It's just I realized that I just enjoy being in a wrestling room and I enjoy learning and I enjoy scrambling and and just the whole flow of wrestling whenever I was in middle school. And that's whenever I jumped levels. Uh, from middle school, I jumped up and started getting a lot better. And then by the time I was a freshman in high school, I was doing well. I, I did I like broke into the rankings and won my first state title, which was awesome. It if it was so cool, and I realized that like that was a good feeling, and I'm like I want to do that again. I want to replicate that feeling because there's really not many ways to replicate that feeling of uh, of winning like that, and and there's no other way to do it like the way you do in wrestling than by, like cuz it's by yourself it's a it's an individual thing you don't you can't blame the next guy to you it's like i put the work in and and that's why i got to where i was but yeah i flipped that switch i'd say in middle school and then i mean i really really flipped the switch in high school where it was like i flipped the switch to really love it and then in high school i was just like this is this is awesome and now i'm at the point where it's just like i can't imagine life without the sport and obviously throughout that time you've had many different goals you've hit most of them and by the end of your college career you certainly hope to hit all of them how has the way you've implemented the idea of goal setting throughout your wrestling and how has that changed over the years um so i would say i mean over the years my goals have like the way i set my goals have changed I've followed a lot of guys and that's what like got me to um, the way I was goal oriented and like accomplishing those goals is like I followed a lot of guys that accomplished and that accomplished those things. I had guys from my high school that were ranked really high in the country, number one in the country even, and went to college and wrestled and I like followed what they did and I was like, I want to do what they did. And people in my area, like there's guys that write it on their, like they're like, write it on their mirror every day or have their notebook and have it on their phone screen. I, I saw a guy that put it on a steering wheel of his car. So every time he drove, he saw his goals. But so for me is, I mean, yeah, I write them down, but I don't need that. I don't need it to be written everywhere. I've realized I just, I know it's implemented. It's in my mind. Like I know every day I wake up with a purpose. I wake up every day. I've woken up every day since I was, I don't know, like fifth, sixth grade where I've woken up every day and wanted to be the best I could be, which is crazy almost. But it's like, I remember being a sixth grader running on the roads and just like thinking in my head, Oh, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I want to be better. And I love, I love it. So that, I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah. And I guess on a day-to-day basis, when the coaches are following you around and they know your goals and they know what you're trying to achieve, but sometimes that doesn't always take the smoothest path. So how does their like support or help along the way fluctuate or change? Like how do the coaches know when you're not doing well? Do they just kind of have that sense after doing it for so many years? Yeah, I feel like my coaches do. Our coaching staff in general at Pitt, I think they're very good at that. And they understand that like, what the each guy needs individually like some guy might one guy might need something completely different than the other guy from whenever it comes to warming up for matches and if like we're not doing well like if there's something that's going on there 
like we, they figure out, they figure it out. They, they, they know how to do that. They'll work with us individually and figure it out. Or if it's just a mental thing, they'll do that too. Or if it's like, for instance, I realized myself is this year, I was putting a little bit too much stress on myself at points. And my coach like even like pointed that out to me. And that was helpful because when you have someone else pointing out to you, it makes you really realize it. And uh, so I, I do think my coaches over time have developed that and they're pretty good at it. They can recognize which guys need what and, and they're good at figuring out what it is they do need. So. And then um, obviously there are many aspects to wrestling and one of them is the importance of nutrition and um apparently you do cook quite a bit no yeah i do and uh i mean during the season my diet is pretty good uh i wouldn't say it's the most extreme thing i wouldn't say i like i still like my my sweets i'm not even gonna lie and say i don't so i buy like a healthy popsicle have it in the freezer so at night i can still have some sort of a dessert but for the most part, yeah, I, I cook a lot, uh, chicken, rice, sweet potatoes, um, spaghetti even and with like some meat sauce and breakfast I cook every morning. It's like during season, I know like I'm going to have an egg of half, uh, like a cup of oatmeal, some fruit in my oatmeal. Like I know exactly what I'm eating then. And then at lunch, I know exactly what I'm going to eat. And then for dinner, I know exactly what I'm going to eat. And I try to eat around the same times every day just to keep my body in a good rhythm. So it under like, cause then your body gets used to eating and you get on a good uh, like diet plan and just like your body's moving, your metabolism's moving. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say diet is a big thing. Um, although I don't think our sport cuts as much weight as it used to. I think back in the day they used to cut a lot of weight and it was like almost unhealthy. And now I think people like are more trying to, uh, get away from that and just not like no one's cutting too crazy and I think uh, it's helping for the sport and I think that uh, people are just being healthier and I think that's helping and I presume not every single college wrestler knows how to cook does does the fact that you are in control most of the time, does that give any kind of psychological advantage that you're in control and you know how to do things rather than having to rely on other people to, you know, make sure that your diet is on tap? Yeah, for sure. I think that, and I think I developed that like at a younger age, just like with my family, I've always, my family has always been that way. Like, kind of like figured it like made me like figure it out and I think that like you said like that mentality does help you in, in other aspects because it's like if you are doing things for yourself that's like whenever you're gonna like train on your own and and push yourself and lift on your own whenever no one's around and and uh so yeah I think it is like that mindset of like if I want to do it I got to do it myself and then finally, probably the most important question over this last half hour, how good is your blueberry pancake recipe? <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm not, I'm not going to deny it. It's, uh, it, it's like uh, probably I'd say like a 12 out of 10. All right. All right. All right. I, I haven't had anyone say it was bad. So, so Nino didn't mince any words, did he? 
No, no. He, hey, Nino loves him. <laughs> All right. Well, and also one last thing. You have had a longtime rivalry with one specific person who wrestled at a different college um, that is now joining forces with you. Are you going? Can can you take him seriously? And will you try to give him as hard as a time as can now that he's an assistant coach? Oh yeah, of course. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I can take him seriously for sure. We grew up together. We live five minutes, five ten minutes from each other. So that's it's gonna be weird. We've been wrestling every year since we were, jeez, uh, probably like eight. I don't know. We've wrestled like every year. Went to the same wrestling clubs. Uh, wrestled in high school so many times, wrestled in college multiple times. It's like, it's weird, but uh, it's going to be cool. And I'm excited because, I mean, having him in the room is just going to make me better. And I want to be the best I can be. So, I mean, he, like I said, he's around here now, like home. So I've even got to work out with him a couple of times over this uh, quarantine. So, All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm going to let you go because you've already spent – way too much time with me and thanks so much for putting up with me yeah i appreciate you i appreciate what you do thank you so much thank you you have a good day thank you